your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. Your boy Q here. You know you can find me, as always, on Twitter at your boy Q254. Definitely appreciate anyone who reaches out by way of Twitter. Uh, reach out by way of the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. I definitely appreciate that as well. Coming off a really fun Wednesday. Spent a lot of time at the Raiders facility, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center uh, there in Henderson, and uh, just had a really good time. A uh, lot to go over, so i uh, got an action-packed show for you coming up today. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you that today's episode is being brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. And I'll tell you all about Run Your Pool a little bit later on in today's show. But coming up in the show, segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Segment number two, going to kind of switch things up a little bit, but not really. Uh, the GM, Mike Mayock, he talked to the media on, on Wednesday, and it was really good. And when Mike Mayock talks, um, one, you've got to listen, and two, he gets very detailed. And so his answers are great, and if you ask him the right question, he'll get on a roll and he'll tell you a lot. And so that's what happened on Wednesday. We we had a really good media session with Mike Mayock. He was the only one who talked. And so what I'm going to do in segment number two, I have a couple of little sound bites that I want you to hear. I like to break down, you know, John Gruden. I like to break down players. I definitely like to break down Mike Mayock. So I got about two or three sound bites that I want you to hear in segment number two. But you're also going to hear some sound bites in segment number one as I give you the news and notes of the day as well. So uh, some things that stood out to me in segment number two, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you hear. And then segment number one, as I give you the news and notes, there'll be a couple of sound bites that kind of go along with that. So a lot of Mike Mayock on today's show. And again, when the GM talks, he deserves an episode to himself. And uh, he talked, he talked in great length and he was very informative on his answer. So let's go ahead and jump in to today's show. So on Tuesday, we talked about the players that were released. And on Tuesday, I talked about a lot of players that I expected to potentially be back on the practice squad. Well, on Wednesday, that absolutely happened. A lot of the players that we talked about in great length, a lot of the players that a lot of Raider Nation was upset about being released, I thought they earned a spot, I thought they earned a spot. A lot of those guys reverted to the practice squad. They cleared waivers, and the Raiders were able to pick them up. So I'll go through them pretty quick, fast, and in a hurry. So as far as guys that were released on Tuesday and then put on the practice squad on Wednesday, uh, tight end Matt Bushman out of BYU, uh, Lester Cotton Sr., the guard out of Alabama, B.J. Emmons, the running back out of Florida Atlantic, Gary Green, defensive end out of Mississippi State, uh, Devery Hamilton, tech, tackle out of Duke, uh, let's see, Jimmy Morrissey, the center out of Pittsburgh, Jeremiah Putasi, offensive lineman out of Utah, Trey Regis, the running back out of Louisiana, Max Richardson, linebacker out of Boston College, defensive tackle, Niall Scott, the, uh, the, the defensive tackle out of Frostburg State, Dylan Stoner, wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, DJ Turner, wide receiver out of Pittsburgh, and defensive end Kendall Vickers out of Tennessee. So just about everybody that 
Raider Nation was kind of upset about or talking about or wanted to see the, you know, the Raiders make sure they brought back. They did. Jimmy Morrissey was a guy that I was surprised he was released. Well, good thing he's back on the practice squad as far as I'm concerned. Trey Regis is a guy that I talked about, the running back. He's on the practice squad. That's a good thing in my opinion. DJ Turner and Dylan Stoner were able to get both those wide receivers back on the practice squad. And even Lester Cotton Sr., a guy that a lot of folks have talked about, his versatility, thought that, you know, maybe he has a spot on the squad as well. He's there uh, on the practice squad. That's good. And then Matt Bushman, he's a guy I haven't really talked about too much, the tight end of BYU coming off an injury, uh, tore his ACL. He potentially could be a really good tight end. He's just got to get healthy. So that's always something to kind of pay attention to. Now, there were a couple players that weren't released on Tuesday that the Raiders signed to their practice squad as well. Jordan Brown, the safety out of South Dakota State, he's on the squad. And then a young man out of UNLV, Robert Jackson, the cornerback out of UNLV. He's a three-year guy. Uh, he's on the Raiders practice squad as well. So there you go. Jordan Brown, Matt Bushman, Lester Cotton Sr., B.J. Emmons, Gary Green, Devray Hamilton, Robert Jackson, Jimmy Morrissey, Jeremiah Patasi, Trey Regis, Max Richardson, Niall Scott, Dylan Stoner, D.J. Turner, and Kendall Vickers. That makes up your Raiders practice squad right now. Again, I put that in air quotes, right now, because still – Things could happen. Things will happen. Mike Mayock talked about it. This The, the roster is very fluid at this time right now. So uh, with that practice squad that I just rolled out, there's a lot of rookies on there, some one-year guys, but there's also some three-year guys like Robert Jackson, a three-year guy, Jeremiah Patasi, three-year guy, Niall Scott, three-year guy. So you can have veterans on the practice squad at now. So Mike Mayock was asked about that, about the approach that the team used with the practice squad since there can be vets on it now as well. It's interesting because they did that last year because of COVID. You know, the, the new CBA said 12. They allowed us to go to 16. On top of the practice squad being loosened up, they've also loosened up the injured reserve and, and return to play rules. So they're trying to give you more uh, player and roster flexibility because of the potential of COVID. And they kept those rules in place this year. So you get up to six veterans and four exceptions, and you could have 16 rookies, but you get up to six and four. So the hard part about it is like that old musical chairs game, you know? So um, if you don't make a move quickly, the chairs run out. There's nowhere to sit, you know? And everybody's trying to. So we thought we had a group, good group of young guys. We made uh, offers yesterday when, when, I, when we cut them to, to a lot of them. Um, they've all basically accepted. We knew we were going to have to go outside our group to a few groups, which we have. Um, we've got a full group now. But we've got, uh, and the thing with veterans, as you guys know, is that they're not subject to waivers. So you got to get on the phone with those guys. Most veterans are looking for a 53 spot, you know, not really looking for practice squad. But it's become a little bit more acceptable to the veterans now with, with the rules being six of them and often being an ability to return back to a 53 through, you know, we got a couple guys that, that we're talking to that we're like, hey, get, you know, get in here, show us what you can do. Instead of a one-day tryout, it's a two- or three-week tryout, you know, and you get comfortable with us, we get comfortable with you, and all of a sudden you're on the 53. So that's a generic way to kind of say, I like some veterans out there. We don't have quite as many as I'd like yet, but I think over a period of time you'll see the, the practice squad kind of take on a form and then hopefully be consistent for the last three three quarters or so of the season. So as I said, Mike Mayock gives very detailed answers. I love it, but that was the philosophy. That was the thought going into the practice squad. And as you heard him say, they already had a lot of deals in place before they even let those guys out of the building. So we don't know that. We just are going off of face value that these guys are gone. 
and hopefully they're able to clear waivers and, and get back. But more times than not, the Raiders and, and other teams as well across the league already have kind of made deals with these guys. Like, yeah, we're bringing you back. You're just going to be put on the practice squad. So uh, some guys, oh no, before we get to some guys that weren't uh, accounted for or put on the practice squad, um, Trey Regis, he was a guy that a lot of folks thought was not going to clear waivers, thought that somebody was going to pick him up because of what he was able to do in the preseason. So Mike Mayock was asked, how worried was the team about Trey Regis not clearing waivers? Very legitimate concern. Thought he played really well, um, competed really well. Uh, we like him a lot. Uh, wanted to get him back, obviously. Um, one of the things that running back is that there's usually a lot of them out there, you know, and, and so sometimes you, you got to look through when you look through the cut sheets, there aren't that many guards tackles out there, you know, but they're, they're the wideouts and running backs are about this long, you know, so you got to sift through a lot. Um, but sure, he put good tape out there. We were worried about it. So there's Mike Mayock talking about Trey Regis and the concern that the team had that he wasn't going to clear waivers. And I like what he said, and not just because that's exactly what I said on Tuesday. I said that there's a lot of running backs, and since the league kind of disrespects the value of a running back, just say, oh, we can get one at any time, that there was a good chance that he probably would clear waivers. And he did, and then the Raiders got him back. So I was glad to see that they were able to get him back. And you'll hear some more from Mike Mayock coming up a little bit later on in the show. But a few of the Raiders that were cut and were not accounted for or put on a roster or a practice squad wide receiver Keelan Doss running back Garrett Groshek offensive tackle Jared Jones Smith offensive tackle Patrick Amame defensive tackle Matt Dickerson cornerback Belidi Ray Wilson and safety Dallin Levitt so those guys were not picked up, were not put on practice squads, so they're just out there in the wind. I'm sure they'll get picked up at some point, put on a practice squad at some point. But as of right now, and maybe maybe who knows, by the time you're listening to us, maybe they got a, a, a spot on the team, but they don't have a spot on the Raiders. That is for sure. So I wanted to make sure I pass that along. Also on Wednesday, the Raiders made official the trade for linebacker Denzel Perryman. Uh, that was official like a referee's whistle. Something we've been talking about already. He had passed his physical a couple days ago. Uh, it was something that we all knew was a done deal, but official. He was at practice wearing the number 52. I took a little bit of video, so if you follow me on Twitter, at your boy Q254, you'll see him get up and run to the huddle as they were getting ready to go out to practice. They were leaving the indoor facility, headed outside to go to practice, but he's rocking 52, and he's officially uh, out there practicing with the team, and the Raiders uh, put out the email saying, as part of the trade terms, the Raiders will send a 2022 six-round draft pick to the Panthers in return for Perriman and a 2022 seventh-round draft pick, just as we had mentioned and talked about uh, again when the trade first went out what, about a week ago or so, it's all done. It's a wrap. And so now Denzel Perryman, who's going to probably be expected to fill a major role, especially if the Raiders don't go out and continue to address the linebacker position, which I think they need to. But if they don't, then he's probably going to have a major role that he's got to play quick, fast, and in a hurry. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Raiders practice uh, availability as far as the media goes for today, 1050 to 1120. That's when it's open to the media for pictures and video, basically stretching and individual periods only. Then at 1240, select coaches and players will be available made to the media at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I will not be there today. I got a couple meetings uh, that I got to take care of that I just, I just not available, but uh, I will be back out there on Monday. There's only a couple days this week of, of media availability, and then it's off for the weekend and then back at it on Monday. So I'll be out there Monday, but not today. So that's all I got for you for today's segment number one of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, uh, some more Mike Mayock. You'll hear from him some answers that I thought were great, some good questions that uh, were presented to him. And again, just really love the time that he was able to give us 
on Wednesday. So uh, we got that coming up in segment number two. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of today's show, which is Run Your Pool. I've been telling you for a while, football season's back. That's what everyone's excited about, right? Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com. It is the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, office friends, whatever, teammates, it doesn't matter. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confident Pools, 33, and a whole lot more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. What you've got to do, check them out today. Get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th, so start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to hear a little bit more from GM Mike Mayock. You heard a couple sound bites from him in segment number one. Going to hear about three more sound bites here in segment number two. Uh, just a lot of good stuff, man. I definitely encourage you to go back and just listen to the whole thing, but uh, the stuff that stood out to me is what I'm trying to bring to the table on today's show. So one of the first questions asked to him, I believe it was asked by Vinny Bonsignor, was about the roster in general. You know, how does he feel the way it's currently constructed this is year three, Mike Mayock with John Gruden with the Raiders. So I've been here three years now, and it's kind of been fun for me to watch the evolution of both the draft picks and, and the college free, ag- free agents and, you know, what you're trying to do in the uh, with free agency. Um, I think from a draft pick perspective, it's kind of been fun, again, for year three for me to kind of look back at 19 and see who's become leaders on this team. You know, and see some of the those guys, like even on the third day of the 2019 draft, guys like Max Crosby, um, Foster Moreau, Hunter Renfro, all three of them are leaders now, uh, along with Clee, along with uh, Josh. Um, John's been really good. Trayvon's had his most. So that, that class is, is kind of growing up, and for me that's fun. To see them year three, they're, they're growing into men now. Um, last year's group t- took a little bit of a step up, I think, this year in camp with uh, you know two first-round picks. Uh, Rugs came in, uh, a little bit different guy. Um, you can feel his speed more than last year. Um, I've liked the way he's approached this camp, and I think Casey Hayward's been a really steadying influence on him. Uh, Brian Edwards, everybody's excited about. John Simpson's playing his tail off. And I think one of the cool stories of this camp is Amik. Amik looks like the guy we saw back two years ago in college, both inside and outside. Um, and then this year's group, um, Jimmy Marcy goes to practice squad, but everybody else is on the team. And there's been some pretty good stories there from top to bottom. So um, that's a long way to say that uh, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. It's kind of cool to see some of these guys uh, grow up. Uh, it was fun watching this year's draft picks. I think they kind of are who we hope they would be, but 
we're still in the preseason, so we'll have to see. I like that answer because a lot of it is stuff that we've been talking about quite a bit. The 2019 class, draft class, is now leaders of the team. The Josh Jacobs, the Cleve Furrows, the Trayvon Mullins, the Max Crosbys, Hunter Renfro's, those cats. That was a really good draft class. I mean, just there's no other way you could say it. That was a really good draft class. They got a lot of really good players out of that 2019 draft class. And then he's talked about the 2020 draft class. These guys, he says they just kind of look different. You know, Henry Ruggs came in, obviously, with 13 pounds of muscle on him. You know, Brian Edwards looks like he's healthy. You know, Damon Arnett, he's actually coming on a little bit as of late. Uh, he might not be a starter. He's probably not going to be a starter, but at some opportunity or some point, he will get his opportunity. So just a, a lot to like about what's going on. And, and again, it it's kind of makes you feel good that at least you feel like what you're seeing in training camp and practice is what the GM of the team is looking at in training camp and practice and what he feels like he's seen as well. Uh, how about this? I, I, I like this answer from Mike Mayock. He was asked if this is the most excited he's been about a team since he's been with the Raiders. And in this answer, he brings up the P word. It is. Um, and But, um, you know, the first year I was here, I think I was excited because it was um, the, uh, you know, you bring a group of kids in that you, you, and you're kind of nervous about it. We started out six and three that year, I think, or six and four. Um, and the kids played pretty well, and we just didn't play well going down the stretch. And I was really excited heading into that season. Young guys played pretty well. It was fun to watch. Um, last year, I was kind of had mixed emotions. I was very excited, but the, the lack of training camp, I'm not sure if people really understand. And, and all 32 teams deal with it, right? So I'm not complaining. Please don't take it that way. But it's just a different developmental path for the young guys, right? So... You know, I think the, the most obvious example is our little nickel running around out there, Meek. And, you know, he's playing outside, he's playing inside. We didn't see any of the quickness, energy, disruption, and explosion last year that we're seeing this year. And it's really cool to see this year. It's cool to see the light go on. And a lot of that is not having any off-season program, being confused, playing slow. So last year for me, was a little different. I was frustrated because I felt like in our system on both sides of the ball, it's tough on young guys. The volume is tough, especially on offense. It's tough. Um, so no off-season camp was brutal. COVID was – managing COVID was hard. It was a different kind of excitement. I don't, know, I don't think I explained it very well. But it's a, it was a, this year back to kind of normal, and I'm fired up. And it's part of, A, being back to normal – but be more just the accumulation of three years. And at this point, uh, my dad used to say, don't worry about whether or not the horse is blind, just load the friggin' truck. You know, and that's where we are. We, we've assembled 53 players. Um, we think we're going to be a pretty good football team. Uh, we're not hiding from expectations. I think John and I would both tell you that we feel like we need to be a playoff team this year. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. And you guys are all going to put that in your headlines, and, and I understand it. Um, but we're not – I mean, that's what the expectation is. We think we've done um, the infrastructure work necessary to put us in position, and we got to take care of business. So there's Mike Mayock talking about the excitement level for this year's team and why he's so fired up about this year's team. And you hear him bring up the P word. And anyone who's a nobody to the show and hasn't been listening for a long time, going all the way back to 2019, a lot of folks here were calling in and talking about, Q, I think that the team can make the playoffs. I think they can make the playoffs. And, you know, I kept calling it the P word because I wasn't ready to say that they should be a playoff team. Last year I expected them to be a playoff team because, well, it was year three with John Gruden. Obviously that didn't happen. This year, and Mike Mayock explained, what happened with the team or what he felt happened with the team. This year, 
they're expecting playoffs, and I love it. I actually went on kind of a rant when I was at the radio, not the radio station, when I was at the facility on Wednesday doing my radio show, and I was saying that, you know, the national media talks about six wins for the Raiders. You know, the Colin Cowherds out there, the Skip Baylesses, you know, all those cats out there, they're all talking about six, seven wins max. You know, this team is terrible. John Gruden, football's passed him by, all that other BS. It, none of that matters. It don't matter what I say. It matters what the people in the building believe. If the people in the building, like Mike Mayock, like John Gruden, like the players, like the front office, like the owner, you know, everyone, the website guys, I mean, the the janitors, everyone, if they believe that this team is a playoff team, then damn it, that's what they are. It, it takes them to believe. I always say, if you don't believe it, nobody else is going to believe it. So if they don't believe that they're a playoff team, how in the hell am I supposed to believe they're a playoff team? So I appreciated Mike Mayock coming out and saying, hey, we're not shying away from the expectations. You're going to write it in your headlines. You're going to talk about it on the radio. You're going to do this, that, and the other. And he did not care. We are a playoff team. This is what our expectations are is to be a playoff team. I can appreciate that. And Raider Nation, you should absolutely appreciate that because like he said, they are not shying away from that. I loved it. And like I said, I went on a nice little three or four minute rant uh, while I was doing my radio show on uh, on Wednesday about that and how glad I was to hear him say that. Now, I got one more soundbite that I want you to hear for this segment, and it's a very lengthy one, and it's because I asked him about Nate Hobbs. I mean, and this was my question. Nate Hobbs has been the guy that everyone's been talking about, the fifth-round pick out of Illinois. He didn't even make the trip to Santa Clara to play in preseason game number three. He solidified his spot on, on Monday night, September 13th. I expect him to be the starting nickel. He might even pop outside if he has to. Nate Hobbs, I believe, is a special player. So I asked him straight up, hey, man, Nate Hobbs has been getting a lot of love How did you guys find this dude in the fifth round? And he decided to tell a story on Nate Hobbs. Check it out. I'll tell you a cool story, and this is kind of what I think scouting's all about. Um, And in our building, where the coaches are so involved, it's even a better story. Um, So uh, I got a call from one of our cross-check scouts after the Illinois Pro Day. And he said, Mike, do me a favor and put your eyes on Nate Hobbs. He just... Ran four four five. He jumped 41 inches. He tested better than we thought he was going to test. And I'm not sure if we got the right grade on him. We had a good – We had a good. don't get me wrong, we had a pretty solid grade on him. But we, I, I want to make sure he's not getting lost in the cornerback shuffle. So I got off the phone and literally put his tape on right there. And I was like, man, he, he competes, he's tackle, he tackles, he's tough. He's a three-year starter in the Big Ten. He was an outside corner almost predominantly. And he played special teams. I mean, this was a hard-nosed, tough guy. And he just ran 4.45 and jumped 41 inches. So I literally got out of my chair. I spent about two hours watching him, got out of my chair, sprinted downstairs to the second floor, grabbed Ron Miles, defensive back coach. And again, every building's different. Trust me, I spent 18 years in NFL Network being in all all the buildings. And everybody does their jobs differently. Uh, We're a coach-driven building with our scouts. So I run downstairs, say, Milo, Get your eye on this guy, please, okay? And tell me what you think today. He comes running back up in about an hour and a half. We got something. He said, I think, you know, this, this kid will compete at nickel. And he was an outside guy. And the reason we thought he could compete at nickel was how tough he was, okay? His quickness and his toughness. He, he rarely missed tackles. A very aggressive kid. So when you talk about moving outside to inside, that's what you're looking for. A, you got to be a quick processor, which was the – we can't tell whether he was or not at, as an outside corner. But B, you better be quick and you better be tough. And he was, he was those things. So all of a sudden, now we kind of push him up the board a little bit more. The coaches like him. The scouts like him. Uh, we got him on a Zoom call. 
and he knocked it out of the park. And what our coaches do is they challenge him pretty hard mentally. They give him some of our Raider verbiage, and they push it out and challenge it back. He got all the concept, concepts immediately. I was on the Zoom call. I saw. I wasn't like I, I heard about it. I, I was on the call. He got all the concepts. The coaches drilled him. He got an A-plus on that drill, and we're sitting back there going, okay, what's wrong with this picture? Three-year starter in the Big Ten, tough, competitive. Every one of our scouting grades on him with, with competes and toughness was at a high end. So I, I think the cool part for me is seeing it come together. It started with the trigger from the cross-checker to tell me to get my eye, my eye on him. It went from there down to Milo. It, then it went to the Zoom call, and then it was the whole group getting together saying, we got to get this guy. You know, where is he probably going to go league value? And at what point do we have to pull the trigger? I love it, man. That's damn near a three-minute story on how they came about with Nate Hobbs, how they discovered Nate Hobbs, and how they decided to, to kind of go ahead and navigate through the draft and get Nate Hobbs in the fifth round out of Illinois. And, uh, man, just a, just a fun story. I love the communication between uh, the scouts and him and Ron Miles and, you know, being on the Zoom call for the, the whole little uh, interview that they had with him. I mean, lots of good stuff right there. It's so funny. After he was done with that, somebody else started to ask a question. He said, I hope that wasn't too long. And I'm like, no, that was great. That's what we love. We want to hear a long answer like that. But he went off for three minutes on the story of Nate Hobbs. I thought that that was awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, I won that one. <laughs> I, I won. A, uh, I got the ribbon that for that one. That good question. Open up that Pandora's box for that story. But we, you wouldn't know the story unless you asked the question. So I, I could appreciate Mike Mayock giving that answer. So that's, that's what I got for you for segment number two. Just wanted to let you hear a little bit from Mike Mayock, a little bit more from Mike Mayock on Wednesday. Again, he doesn't talk to the media that often, but when he does, man uh, our eyes and ears are wide open uh, like some old school tv antennas man is definitely uh, appreciative when he's able to share some time uh, coming up in segment number three your calls and texts straight up that locked on raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 before i get into that though i do have a couple sponsors that i want to tell you about and the first one is betonline.ag you know it's that time of year again all eyes are on football doesn't matter if it's college football or pro football all eyes are on football. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests from betonline.ag, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Both of them are open right now. Again, at betonline.ag. Head to the website on your mobile or your laptop, sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus. How do you get a 100% welcome bonus? Well, you got to use the promo code Locked On. Whatever you deposit into that account, you'll get 100% of that. You'll get, if you put 500 in, you'll get 500 on top of that to play with, but you got to use the promo code Locked on. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. They got football, baseball, boxing, horse racing, UFC. Everything is covered like a glove with BetOnline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. I also want to tell you about rockauto.com. Been talking about them for quite a while. And if you use betonline.ag and you go and win some money, then you can go to rockauto.com and get you some auto parts. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you can get some auto parts at a cheaper price, which is even better because you're winning money and then saving money at the same damn time. You know, like Future said back in the day. But real, rockauto.com, family business, been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years, and they do. They save you a lot of money. Sometimes they'll save you 30%. Sometimes they'll save you 50%. Sometimes they'll even save you up to 100%. That's right. You can get a certain part at a chain store or a car dealership, and you can pay a whole lot more money. 
than you do at rockauto.com. And they got every single part that you need. All you got to do is go to the website, look for it. It's super easy to navigate through. Even a dummy like me can figure it out. So if I can figure it out, you for sure can figure it out. And all the parts are delivered directly to your house. So you don't even have to leave the comforts of your home. Good. It's fast. It's easy. And it's a lot of saving money, which is great. So make sure you go do that. Uh, anyone that goes to the website, the only thing I ask you to do for me is there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? It's right, uh, Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's all you got to do. Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know I sent you and I'm doing my job, and they'll appreciate that. Great selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com. Segment number three, it's up next. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls, your texts, straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Let's start things off with a text from Joe in SoCal. Yo, Q, the countdown to Monday Night Football has begun. I'm really excited, and I think the perfect storm is brewing for the Raiders. I've seen a lot of networks and analysts put the Raiders last in the AFC West. Denver is a thing, people. This is the year we see them click and complete a season. Not saying playoffs, but they make the leap and show everyone they need some respect on their name. Raiders for life. Let's go. That's from Joe from SoCal. Also, you're killing it. Keep up the good work. Again, Joe from SoCal. Joe, thank you so much for the text, my man. Thank you for the compliments on the shows. And I'll tell you right now, man, it's funny. Denver is a thing. Denver is a thing. People are hanging their hat on that they're going to be so good. And I don't like to write a team off before, you know, the season even begins. But I'll tell you right now, man, Denver and their quarterback situation does not scare, I don't think, anybody. Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, neither one of those guys strikes fear in anyone. So uh, for them to be ranked higher than the Raiders, and I know it's just based off the strength of their defense, but they've had defense before and they haven't been able to put it together, especially when their offense has struggled. So I, I just don't see it, but... Again, I mean, crazier things have happened. So, obviously, you got to see how the season plays out. But I'm just not feeling that. I don't think that Denver is really a real deal team. But that's just me. I mean, hell, like I said, I, I think that the Raiders are uh, easily the second-best team in the division. And who knows? A couple bounces go their way. They could be they could be fighting for the division title. I still think Kansas City uh, holds on to that, that spot. But uh, I definitely believe that the Raiders have a great shot at a wild card. And like I said, if they get a couple bounces to go their way, you never know what could shake out. So, thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up is a call from Nico in North Jersey. He's calling to talk about three players he was surprised that were cut. Here he is, Nico in North Jersey. Yo Q, Raider Nation. It's your boy Nico from North Jersey. Uh, I have a call in a minute. Um, cut day to day, down to 53. Uh, biggest names released, um, in my opinion, uh, we got three. I think that's what a lot of people are saying anyway. Uh, Carl Joseph, I thought he was a lock as a backup for uh, Abram. Um, Carrier, I thought he was a lock. I thought Gruden loved him. I uh, made some big catches in his day, uh, but I guess Bowers has come on. And then uh, I, I thought it was a little surprising. John Brown asked for a release. Um, I, I know watching the uh, preseason game against the Niners, uh, he was the only kind of big name, I guess you could say, shooting up. So, you know, eyebrows were raised, but I guess he really is like wide receiver six on the team, you know, with um, Edwards and Ruggs and Renfro and Sneed and Zay Jones all ahead of him. I guess he saw the writing on the wall, so he asked for his release. But um, I do think, though, a very good sign. We didn't put anybody on season-ending IR. All the guys that are hurt, Morrow, White, uh, Richard, Nixon, they are all on the initial 53, meaning we can bring them back. Um, I think that's something worth noting. Um, I do think one of those names will be back, though, Carrier, Carl Joseph. Probably Regis if they put uh, – if they put um, Richard uh, – Richard on uh, short-term IR, 
But uh, I think that's really good news um, that nobody's out for the year. I know people fear Morrow or White. Um, their injuries could be real bad. Um, but I think it's a good thing that they're not put on the season-ending IR so that they can come back. Um, curious to see who do you think they bring back um, with a couple spots opening once they put the short-term IR people on the IR. Uh, so that's my take on the cut day. Uh, I'd love to hear you guys. I'll talk to you soon. There he goes, Nico in North Jersey. Thank you for the call. I mean, as far as the guys you mentioned, Carl Joseph, uh, you know, he's he's a big name. He's a big name. Uh, I think his name is bigger than his game. I'm excited for Gillespie. I'm excited for Teamer. Uh, there's some depth behind uh, Jonathan Abram, of course, at the safety position, plus their special teams dudes. Uh, Derek Carrier, uh, you know, there's there's a good chance that uh, Derek Carrier is brought back, as a matter of fact. Uh, Mike Mayock was actually asked about Carl Joseph and asked about uh, Derek Carrier, about, you know, releasing those guys. I think Tashawn Reed from The Athletic asked this question, but uh, here's Mike Mayock talking about Cujo and Derek Carrier. Keep in mind that the roster's fluid, okay, especially, you know, the first 48 hours after this, and I can attest to that as I wasn't a very good player, and they often used me as that proxy to get a guy through to IR, you know? So uh, keep in mind that it's fluid, uh, number one. Uh, with those, um, with Carl, my heart goes out to him. He's a good football player, and he's a really good person, um, I've had the opportunity to be with him twice now in 19 and then again this year. Um, and look, number one, you got to stay healthy. He was playing really well and he played well, but he missed two games. Uh, you got to stay healthy. And number two, we've got some young guys that are pushing hard. Uh, this Teamer kid came in, and I didn't even know much about Teamer. That, that was kind of Gus and his guys saying, Mike, can we get him in here? He can play free, he can play strong, he can even play nickel. And he'd be a nice piece for us to look at this summer. And to my surprise, he's better than that. Um, and he earned a roster spot. Make no mistake about it. It wasn't because of he knew the system. He earned a spot. Um, and then you've got Gillespie, the fourth-round kid who, you know, he got hurt early, came back. He's competing now. We think he's going to be a really good special teams player And as he learns how to play safety. So for Carl, that he had to be out there competing every day. Um, I think for John, it's, it's a little bit similar. I mean, John is, is, is a speed guy. He's quick. He's fast. Um, he's got to be out there every day competing. And um, again, I feel badly for him also because I just I think what happens in camp is that those first three guys, the young wideouts, they need as many many reps as they can get. It's not like you've got three veterans who are just kind of taking a certain number of reps per period. I mean, those guys need reps, and we force-fed them reps with Dirk. So those three guys are getting force-fed into the first-team huddle so that we get that rapport going, right? Um, and then you've got John who's fighting for reps, and here comes Zay Jones. You know, and Zay Jones might be in better shape than anybody on our football team. And uh, and then you've got Willie Sneed, who when you, when you use the term savvy veteran, you know, that's who you're talking about. He can play all three positions. Um, if, God forbid, if anything happened to Hunter, he could step in and run that slot position all day long. Um, so those five guys got the majority of snaps. And, and so you got to kind of knock the door down to get your snaps. And, and when you're not available every day, that's difficult. Um, Dark has been one of uh, Carrier has been one of our best special teams players, and uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. So you see, he was talking about Carl Joseph, talked about John Brown, talked briefly about Derek Carrier at the end, and just said that uh, you know we'll see what happens there. I think once they make their IR moves, I think Derek Carrier returns to the team. I think it's just that simple. 
Uh, you know, and obviously you heard about other guys like Zay Jones who made the squad. And I'm telling you, there's a place for Zay Jones. I don't know exactly where it's at, but there is a place. Willie Sneed, his versatility is what, what you heard Mike Mayock talk about. And then you heard Mike Mayock talk about Gillespie and Teamer. Both those guys, they earn jobs. It's not that Cujo didn't, you know, have a spot. It was the fact that those guys, the young dudes behind them, earned their spot. So you can't get mad at that when guys go out there and earn it, not just giving it to them. It's not just like a charity, but they earn their spot. So uh, thank you so much uh, for that call. I do appreciate you, my man. Next up is a text from Pablo in Baltimore. Q, John Brown asked for his release. We granted it. Do we still have to pay his salary or do they work a handshake agreement out? If we still have to pay him, I would not grant his release. That's like telling your boss, I hate this job. I quit, but still pay me. By the way, uh, 13 days and counting. Pablo, Baltimore, Maryland, ready for that Monday night football game. And thank you so much for that, my man. And clearly he uh, texted in on Tuesday. Uh, now there's less than 13 days. Now there's less than 12 days. I mean, the countdown is going quick, fast, and hurry till that Monday night football game. And uh, basically the signing bonus that they paid John Brown, they already paid him. And if he gets picked up by a team, which I'm sure he will, uh, $1.5 million is what the new team has to pay, and then they don't have to worry about it. They'll be uh, off the hook for the rest of it. So basically it's the signing bonus that they owe him or that they had to give him that he already got, and, and that's a wrap. That's that's all. So it's not too bad. Uh, and he, you know, he knew he was deep on the depth chart. And you heard Mike Mayock also talk about uh, John Brown, how he just didn't get the reps with Derek in, in, in camp as they would like because they had the young dudes in there getting getting reps. So he just kind of fell farther behind, farther behind, and farther behind, which, again, explained why he was in the game on Sunday, preseason game number three at a, at, at a Levi Stadium. He was just that far back and was trying to earn as many reps as possible. So it's a numbers game in many different ways in the NFL. Uh, one more call comes from Raider Con Man in Lubbock, Texas. He's calling in pretty fired up about the Raiders' current 53-man roster. Here he is, Raider Con Man, calling out of Lubbock, Texas. What up, Q? Raider Con Man here from Lubbock, Texas. I haven't called in in a while, but I've been listening to the show every day. And I just wanted to say how fired up I am for this season. And I just want to know your thoughts. But just looking at the 53-man roster, offense and defense, special teams, throw that into. Um, I would say this is the best roster we have from top to bottom in a very long time. I don't know what you, your thoughts are. I mean, I know the offense was great 2016. I mean, even last year, putting up great numbers. Um, tenth overall, I think it was, on offense. But I would say this year, it's even better. And the defense, obviously, is a way better roster. And with Gus Bradley, that's a huge addition as well. But just wanted to get your thoughts on that, on the overall roster. And I really think it's the best I've seen in a long, long time. And it gets me fired up for September 13th, Monday Night Football. Let's go, Raiders. Good call, my man. Raider Con man out of Lubbock, Texas. And I definitely think it's good. Nice blend of youth and vets. I think there's going to be a couple more vets still added to the squad. But I think it has a lot of uh, good little blend there. Nice amount of speed on the team. Something that they need to have to compete against the Chiefs and the Chargers and the AFC West in general, man. So I, I, I do think there's a lot of good talent on this team. And I think they have the right guys pushing the button as well. Health is going to be an, uh, an issue. I've talked about the, the depth of this team. The depth is not there where it needs to be. But if they could stay relatively healthy, they'll have a fighting chance, man. They'll have a real good opportunity to make things happen and talk about that P word that uh, Mike Mayock was talking about, and I mean playoffs. So uh, that's what I got for you for today's show, uh, Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday, uh, September 2nd, 2021. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to close out the week really strong. We'll have more news and notes of the day. We'll see who talks to the media a little bit later on uh, from practice from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center in Henderson. And, of course, we'll have more calls and texts straight off that 
at Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line, like Raider Matt in OC, Most Known Unknown, and uh, Eddie in Oklahoma, and of course, uh, you as well. So uh, 707-654-4693, that is the number. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of your family, take care of yourself, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.